You're listening to season four of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast. I'm Kimberly Evans, and I'm so happy you are here. After planning events and working in the marketing industry with so many incredible clients and entrepreneurs for almost 20 years, along with personally experiencing hardship in life and business, I've discovered how powerful our mindset and purpose is in creating a life of joy and celebration while having a whole lot of fun along the way. Join me with a coffee or cocktail as I connect with inspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, tastemakers, and extraordinary people as they share their journey in life and business and how they are striving to live a life of purpose. Your fears and beliefs in yourself will be transformed as you work towards creating the best version of yourself from the inside out. You're in good company. Cheers to celebrating simple life. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm chatting with Lisa Webb, founder of Wine Women Wellbeing. As an educator, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, her time as a global citizen living abroad influenced her to build community and help others to do the same. She founded Wine Women and Wellbeing, where women can connect through events, books, and of course, wine. In 2022, she is on the lineup for the Manifest Tour featuring Caitlin Bristow, I already have my VIP ticket, do you? And there are many other exciting announcements to come up in the wine, women, and well-being community in the next year. Lisa is determined to connect women no matter where in the world they are. Tune in as we chat all about Lisa's incredible adventures living overseas and how she was able to find connection no matter where she lived just by paying attention. Hello, Lisa. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I am so happy that this is finally working for us to have a chit chat because I absolutely love what you are up to. And I just cannot wait to share it with my audience today. Well, let's share away. Share away. So I feel like maybe I was like late to the party and not realizing all of these, you know, sometimes I see what you're doing and I see the wine, women, well-being stuff. And I'm like, have I just been like either living under a rock and not noticing this? Because this is right up my alley. You're like neighbors away in Alberta from where we are here in Saskatoon. And I feel like somehow I've missed the memo, but I want to know all the things and hear all about it today. So I would love for you to just, I guess, start off by just sharing a little bit about your background that took you from being an educator into where you are today. It was, it was a happy accident, but I'm happy to share that story with you. So yes, you mentioned I am an educator. My background is in educational leadership. I was an assistant principal of a school here in Calgary, met my husband. And very soon after he said, so my job wants us to move to France. And I was like, okay, because I was always a traveler from, from the time I finished university, I went and taught English overseas. And then I went and was always doing these summer, like big, crazy adventure trips, like building a house in Peru and going to an orphanage in India and not on, I just liked traveling and I had the summer off. So I would always find crazy things that I could get involved in, in random places all over the world. And that was my passion. Whenever I had spring break, I was always like gone to a beach in Central America somewhere. I was a traveler. And then I met my husband and he was a traveler. And I think that was probably like a big connection piece that the two of us had. But never did I ever have the desire to permanently move anywhere. I was very 
close to my family. I had like a pension. You don't move when you have a pension. That's not something you do. (laughs) Not in the cars. My parents would not approve. And they did not at first. (laughs) Um, And so we moved overseas. We moved to Paris and then we moved to the South of France. And I have two daughters that were both born in the South of France. And then we moved to rural Indonesia on a little, well, on a big island called Borneo in a town called Balikpapan. So we did not live in Bali. We weren't living the Balinese dream that you might imagine it like surfing every day. That was not the Indonesian experience we had. And then we went to Africa and we lived for two years in the Congo. And it was only about two and a half years ago now that we moved back to Canada. So you were not that late to the party because the party hasn't been around that long. Wow. Yeah. You guys, like, okay, I have two daughters as well. I'm like trying to fathom all. There's so many things I've spoken about that I'm like, okay, I lived in Asia for a year. I taught English. I got to travel to Bali, but did the paradise Bali, not where you lived. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people who just stumble upon wine, women, and well being maybe don't realize how and why it started. So after all of those moves in, like basically a decade of my adult life, living overseas, having to recreate myself, rebuild my relationships, Mm -hmm. I very much found out quickly the power of community and how that can be an absolute game changer in your life. Because wherever I was living, as soon as I found some girlfriends, I was okay. Yes. And if some of the places that were like, I feel like the crazier it got, the stronger your community needed to be. Like when you're living in Francophone Africa in the Congolese jungle, when there's a community of women who speaks English, like, boom, those are my people. Now I'm okay. Because you have someone to lean on. You have a feeling of connection and belonging. And so when I came back to Calgary, all of a sudden, also, everything felt really hard to do. I spent a decade living where no one spoke English for like 10 years of my life. So crafting an email, um, doing things like just, I stopped taking things for granted. And all of a sudden I came back to Canada. Everything felt very easy to me because I could just do the things I wanted to do. I had mail. Like I didn't have mail for three years, no postal system, no online, anything. And so I came back and I was like, I can do all of the things. And I just kind of had a new lease on life. It was kind of like, what we're all going to get when COVID is over and we can go out and like, I'm going to do those things I've always wanted to do. So I had this like nudge to see if I could build a community like I had overseas and see if that could work here. Because sometimes there would be women's organizations that would have things planned for us where once a month things would happen and you didn't have to be invited and you can just show up by yourself. And then all of a sudden you have friends and they were there for no other purpose than to connect women and build community. And I thought, okay, I'm going to see if I can do something like that in Calgary. And of course it was terrifying because you don't know if anyone's going to come and you don't know if people are even going to like you or think you're weird for trying something new, but I tried it. Um, Just planned an event here in Calgary and started an Instagram page and hoped like hell it would fly. And now we are 19 branches across Canada. We have the manifest tour. We have our own wine box. We have a podcast launching in June. We are publishing books like it has turned into something bigger and better than I ever could have imagined. And for a long time, it was just me while teaching full time. And I was doing this on the side along with, you know, being a wife and a mother. And I remember at one point, I think it was maybe we were at like 
12 or 15 branches a month. And I was organizing all of them. I was doing the event, right? I was doing the graphics for the events. I was doing all of it. And someone said, well, you're an event planner. What do you think about this? And I said, oh, I'm not an event planner. I'm a teacher. And he said, Lisa, how many events do you plan a month? Yeah. <laughs> um, about 15. And she said, if you plan 15 events a month, you are an event planner. And I was yeah. like, well, I guess, I guess I kind of am, but it's just one of those entrepreneur things where you just try something and then you end up wearing all kinds of hats that you never thought you would wear. Isn't that the truth? Wow. What a great story. <laughs> so that's I, where we came from. Okay. So I haven't been living under a rock. This is all the great timing. I just, I love, I love that you were able to use your experiences of just needing that connection from wherever you were living. And because I was just having a conversation this week with someone about how we're all, we're an expert because of our experience. We don't have to be, and I mean, we all, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you sort of, like you said, wear so many hats that it's, it is hard sometimes to identify what are the things that we're actually really good at versus things we maybe don't love to do because we just try to do all the things and you just sort of have to sometimes until you can get to a place of not doing all the things, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Which is an amazing place to be. I remember the first time I passed something off, I was like, I felt really bad doing it. I'm like, are you sure if you don't want to do this, just tell me. Um, I feel really bad asking. And then all of a sudden you realize that there are people in your circle who are way better at stuff than you are. And then, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, you need to do this now. This is your job. You're way better than me. You get the angels here. Um, so let's back up a little bit here. So you have all these branches. I want to start from, you've launched your first event and have this vision of, connecting women together and you aren't really sure where maybe it could go from there. And now the vision has come to reality because you're seeing where it can go from there. Um, But what exactly, so if someone is attending one of your events or checking out wine, women, well-being, like what exactly is this? Is this a something where you can just attend events when you want to? Are you signing up to become a member of something? Like how does one get involved with these cool events that, that are being hosted in cities across everywhere? <laughs> so that's a great question because as we grow, things keep growing with us and evolving. So there is a membership aspect now where you can join online and there's like 12 different women who are bringing you videos a couple of times a week on all things, well-being, everything from like fashion tips to finance and everything in between. And so you can join and become a member of the sisterhood and you can join that. And that's especially good during COVID, it builds an online community, but by no means do you have to be a member to join our events in real life. And the idea is that everyone is welcome. You don't have to have a membership to come. We just want to help women grow and build community. And you can just show up. You can come to one event. You can come to events monthly. We have women who, and it's, it's not come and network and we're going to make you buy something at the end. That is the opposite of what it is. Um, But I love now in Calgary, I've seen relationships. I've seen women meet at our events and I've introduced people at our events who've come by themselves. And then a year or however long later, I see that they've collaborated together and started their own company doing something or merged their two companies together to do something. And I just think like, oh, that is so cool. And it just makes my heart happy because 
Some people are coming to events because they just moved to a city and they need to meet new people. And other people are coming because they're on maternity leave and they don't get to see other adults during the day. And other people might work from home or they just don't have a job where they can meet new people. There comes a time like when you're in school, it's easy to meet people because you're in school and then you start a new job and maybe you need meet people at your new job. But there comes a point in your life where, where do you go to meet new people? We don't go to the bar anymore. Like we did when we were in our twenties, you know, whatever, maybe you do, but it can be difficult to meet new people. And, you know, there's clubs for different things. There's clubs for entrepreneurs and there's different clubs that are just for moms, but there isn't always something that is just for women, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, or a mom or not, or a mom who's Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, like, whatever you are welcome, no matter what. And now we have women who are in their thirties or forties and they're bringing their moms to these events and they're having a glass of wine. And it's just a really nice feeling of community. It's a reason to get out of the house when we're allowed to do that. And now we've done, we've done the COVID pivot dance like everyone, and we've have our events online now and it's not quite the same, but it is definitely better than not having any connection at all. Yeah, that's so true. I agree. I feel like it's almost gone in waves in the last year where it's like, okay, everybody's really gung ho and ready to pivot and we can do this. And then all of a sudden you like feel this little lull where everyone's just like, I never want to go on a Zoom call again. Yes, and then, exactly. Like, gotten our second wind. Okay, this is happening again. We can do this. Let's get online and meet people. But I love that that's, I love that that's sort of the premise behind it. Cause I agree. Like I, a couple of years ago, we lived in a different city for three years and I literally felt like what it felt like to just be the odd man out. And you feel like you don't know anybody. You're trying to figure out how to meet people. I literally met the person who ended up being like my closest friend while we lived there by walking up to her on a playground. Like I was five years old and we both were standing there having the same feelings at the same time, because she also was recent to that city and didn't know anybody. And our kids happened to be like just playing together and walked up to each other and were like, Hey, how's it going? You know, this like awkward flashbacks to childhood of like, I'm so lonely right now. And I want connections so badly. And you're right. Like where, where do you go? What do you do when, and and I know that feeling and it's exactly what you said, what, you know, that's, that's how you can be of service to the world basically. And I always say when we were having events monthly in real life, when there was no COVID, I would say to people like, just come, you don't have to come with a girlfriend. You don't have to come with a group of people. You can come by yourself. And that's weird and awkward. And I know that, but ask me how I know, I know because (laughs) I've been that person. So come and find me. I will be there or find the girl who runs your branch and she will introduce you to someone else. She's not going to make you awkwardly sit by yourself. I always tell the branch directors, like, think of this as your dinner party. Yes. Coming over to your house, you wouldn't let them sit there by themselves with no one to talk to. You'd grab them and you'd find someone else and you'd introduce them to someone so they have someone to talk to. Uh, because it's a huge step to go to an event by yourself and just to walk into a room and you know put your hand out and introduce yourself yeah. to someone. That's a big deal. Yeah, you're so right. And it's interesting too because I consider myself an extrovert. I am usually not uncomfortable in most situations, but I have definitely been in those situations where I am like 
okay, grabbing all the gumption I've got to like go in here. And I'm like, if I'm feeling this way as somebody who generally doesn't feel this way for people that are of a personality where this is just not in their nature, but everyone needs connection, regardless of whether you are comfortable <laughs> meeting new people and being in that environment or not. That's a big deal. You're totally right. It's hard for everyone. Cause I'm the same as you. I'm not very introverted. I'm usually pretty conversational and to go into a room where I don't know anyone and introduce myself to a complete stranger yeah. or worse, introduce myself to a group of women who already know each other. And I'm the complete stranger. Yes. Like that's like, they're having a conversation and you just awkwardly like get in there, but you know, sure. then, then it's done. Rip off the bandaid, get yourself in the room, introduce yourself to someone. And then boom, you're not strangers anymore. Hundred percent. You're so it's right. Got to be done. You're so right. So when you, as you were growing, and as like, so you have your first event, and things are slowly moving, and eventually you're having lots of events. How did you, even from the very, very get go? Because I find when when I'm talking with entrepreneurs on the show and talking through sort of from where it began all the way to the end, I find that it's sometimes so easy to kind of miss the messy pieces to miss the pieces mm -hmm. that were hard. And how did you get to that next step? Cause it's sometimes, and I do this myself too. I'll be listening, I'll be reading a blog or I'll be listening to a podcast or just even talking to a friend or something and hearing them tell a story and thinking, wow. And it sort of just feels like, and blah, 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 happily ever after. And here we are now today, you know, you sort of miss the piece of, but how? And I always want to leave listeners of the show thinking, okay, that's how, that is an actual tangible step that I can somehow apply in whatever I'm doing in my own life and figure out how I can have the courage to also take those steps. So as you were starting out small in Calgary, how did you all of a sudden realize that branching to different cities and how did that initial branch off, I guess, work for you as you realized, wow, this is something that could actually happen in lots of cities and I could have people coming on board and facilitating this in other cities. Um, so the how, I, I think that's really important because it didn't happen by accident. Mm -hmm. And I've had, I hear sometimes people say to me like, oh, why am I going to all be just came out of nowhere? And like, well, actually it came out of like lots of late nights and lots of time in front of my laptop and persistence and perseverance and really, really hard work and being my own cheerleader a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. And I think people forget that even when I started, my husband is very supportive. I told him I had an idea and he was like, Lisa, you don't need another idea. Like, can you not have another idea? Actually? Um, we don't have time with the ideas you currently have, but I'm like, okay, I'm just going to cheer myself on here and I'm just going to keep going. And then, you know, two years later, he's like, okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, maybe you were right on that one. Um, <laughs> but how we started expanding was actually um, my roommate from my master's degree. Um, I did my master's at St. FX in Nova Scotia, and she lives in Halifax. She's a teacher in Halifax. And she kind of watched me through this process because, I mean, that was 2005, 2006, maybe that we lived together. Six, I think. Um, 2006, 2007. So now we're at 2021. Like that was a long time, but I don't see her. We're on the other side of the country. So what do we do? We 
connect through online because that's what she do. So online connection is better than no connection at all. There's another perfect example of that. And she kind of, she watched all my time overseas. She watched me come back to Calgary and she was just like a cheerleader from afar. Once in a while, she just sent me a message. I love what you're doing. Like, good for you. You're like trying something different and I love watching it grow. And then I was like, I think we could do it in Halifax. She was like, me, what me, but, but she's very much on that. She's all about personal development and like cheering on women and empowerment. And she, she's like, okay, well we could try it. And so we didn't know what we were doing. And we like, I b- didn't even have a website. I was just running off Instagram at that point. And we built out, like I built out a website and I kind of made this document. And I imagined when I was making this document and I still use the same document, by the way, for the, for the record, I just sat down in a word doc and then I made it a little pretty and added some things in, but I made this document that, okay, if I was, didn't know anything that I was doing, walk myself through what it takes to get a wine woman and well-being event up and running and all of the steps. And I just wrote it all out for her with like a checklist at the end, like, okay, it's event night. This is what you need. Don't forget. And it had all the things. And, um, and I sent it to her and I was like, let's see, let's see if this will fly. Let's see if we can do it. I remember being so nervous the night of her first event and like, she's three hours ahead. And then she called me after and she's like, holy shit, the energy in that room was just incredible. And I was like, yes, yes. I knew it because women are women are women. Cause I experienced it on four different continents. So it doesn't matter the size of your city or where your city is located. We all need connection. So I was pretty confident that it would work there. Um, and then once it did, then women started approaching me via Instagram or someone knew someone who had come to an event in Calgary and then they reached out via another city and it just sort of happened that way. But the parts that people don't see, or we've had branches that have gone up and, and then gone back down right? because they didn't fly or, or the person couldn't do it anymore or whatever that looked like. And, and that's not the time to feel sorry for yourself and, and quit like, if COVID didn't knock us down, COVID has actually grown us because even though we can't have, which is crazy because we run events and we can't have events. Um, and we're still growing because people are realizing now this feeling of isolation and loneliness yes. is very similar to the feelings of isolation and loneliness. I had some of these t- places that I lived overseas and that's when we need community the most. And I think that's what people are now starting to realize. I'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to give you a moment to snag a sweet treat from Crave Cupcakes. Don't even get me started on how much I love a sweet treat, and when the craving strikes, I head over to Crave Cupcakes. My absolute favorite is their dirty blonde flavor. Maybe it's a throwback to the blonde days of my youth, but that vanilla cake baked from their family recipe swirled with rich chocolate buttercream icing is absolute perfection. And just in time for summer, their June feast feature is an orange creamsicle cupcake. And because we want you to treat yourself as a listener of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, you get an exclusive code to receive 10% off your order of $21 or more on mini cupcakes, original cupcakes, cookies, and sandwich cookies with the code CELEBRATING. Click the link in the show notes and head over to cravecupcakes.ca to use the code CELEBRATING or stop by in person at their beautiful store located at 802 Broadway Avenue in Saskatoon and use the code celebrating at checkout because today is a great day to celebrate. All right, friend, back to the show. Totally. 
well, and that the myth, I mean, obviously the getting together is part of that whole connection piece, but connection is connection. Like if you have to do this virtually and this is just the way that it is right now versus sitting at home alone and talking to nobody, like that really makes virtual sound magical also, right? Like yeah. <laughs> it's an That's awesome. why I'm like, if it, don't drink alone, even if you're drinking yeah. tea, like grab your tea and come and join us online because at least you can see some other humans. Like this connection that we're having right now is better than not ever having a connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's been so interesting because I have found that in my own life as well. Like there's been things where, I mean, some of my best friends um, haven't, we've never lived in the same city. So it's always been a either talk on the phone or have a FaceTime or do happy hour over, over FaceTime or, you know, like there's just been a million and one ways. And that's just been the norm for forever. But it's been interesting how this pandemic has almost sort of brought to light all, like, I feel like it's brought out this unbelievable creativity in people who are choosing to find light in something that is feeling really dark. And yeah, we're wishing for it to be over. Nobody's wishing for this to be how it is forever, but God, no. able to see that creativity and the things that are coming out of it. And this, it feels almost like this whole new branch of the humankind has been birthed during this time, in my opinion, where there's just this like, new energy found because there's just no choice, but to find new ways to do, do things. Right. You know, like everybody's had to, you see people in there, whether they're entrepreneurs or, um, just different events, different things that have like come up that have maybe always been done a certain way, or they're sort of like trying to bring in some new stuff, but you know, just baby steps kind of doing it. And all of a sudden, bam, there's no choice. And now all of a sudden you're just seeing all of these creative, cool ways that people are learning to cook together and be together and do learn workshops and education and all the stuff that's just possible where a lot of this stuff was possible before too, but it was sort of like, felt like, well, of course I'm not going to sign for that online if I can go in person, but now like, I'm probably going to continue to do this forever in a capacity of this is always going to be my combination because there's been a lot that has worked for me in this virtual platform too. Yeah. We're all growing and you don't grow in your comfort zone. And we are like this situation that we're all in, it has pushed us and it has made us all uncomfortable in all kinds of ways. But if you choose, that is the growth zone. hundred percent. Oh, that's so great. So for, the wine women and well-being. So you have these amazing women who have come on board in different cities who are like hosting running their own chapter. And we have our own branch here in Saskatoon, which I look forward to meeting um, the amazing women who run um, that here. And then you're like, well, it's not enough that we're just hosting these events here. Why don't we splurge and really go for a big tour here and figure that next <laughs> out? <laughs> Imagining you're saying to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, keep see, keeping it a secret from your husband until you're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right time. <laughs> Um, which I already have my ticket for the manifest tour, um, Amazing. In and I'm so very, very excited. Actually, to be honest, you want to know, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Tell me, please. My girlfriend and I are kind of going to attend together. She lives in a different city. Um, and I live here. So she was like, Hey, I'll come into Saskatoon for this. Let's get her ticket. So like the day that it launched, we saw that it was like coming out and, um, we're ready to get our tickets and we're trying to decide what was going to work best. And just like, 
on texting with each other while we're both online. One of us was just going to grab both of our tickets or whatever. Yeah. And we're online and we're looking and both of us, and this is like absolutely crazy because like we've all been being like super careful. Nobody's like trying to be unsafe and all these things, but we're looking and we're like, wow, they must have this like really figured out to like have this launch. <laughs> right this year. Like this is right away. She's like, she works in like a corporate job. She's like trying to take time off work. Like <laughs> what, how can I like make this work to like get to Saskatoon? And we literally buy the tickets. We're like, getting the VIP, doing the whole thing. We, we want, we're so we're all in, we're all in. And then all of a sudden we're like done. We get, we have it booked. It's all confirmed. All of a sudden she calls me back. She's like, shit, not for another year. <laughs> <laughs> like I got lady balls, but my lady balls are not that big. <laughs> As an event planner, I was like, what am I missing? I need to find out like what these protocols are that this can happen because they must be doing something so right. <laughs> I wish, I wish it was. No, we were just giving some people something to look forward to. Well, it's working, my friend. And we're so excited to go. But yeah, we had a good laugh about that because we were like, oh, gearing ourselves up. We're like, okay, we're just going to have these sitting here for a while longer. We'll just let the excitement last <laughs> until next year, which is, will be so great. I'm so excited to like actually get to be in person um, doing this. So tell me a little bit more about the tour and how did you decide to kind of branch into trying something a little bit different and I am assuming you're kind of like touching base with a lot of your chapters like in this where you kind of get to piece this all together as you build this tour out well I'm I'm gonna call her your hometown hero because she's my hero yeah. um, <laughs> Jess Tatu had a big part in this tour happening and I just think like she, I don't have enough good things to say about that woman. And she is so empowering and she's lives up to every title that she's ever yes. award she's received. Uh, so she was going to be speaking at an event for us, a wine, women and wellbeing event in Calgary. And she was, I hadn't met her yet in real life. I had seen her speaking with Jillian Harris at the women and wealth gala. And she's like, well, I'm going to be in Calgary. Do you want to have a drink? I was like, yeah, I want to have a drink. So I'm like, but it's going to have to be after school. Cause I teach till four o'clock, you know? <laughs> so I met her after school and we went for a drink and, and her and I just hit it off right away. And we started talking about all the things. And, and now that we're friends and, and her and I've had a lot of conversations about this, she said, um, I, cause I asked her, I'm like, why, why did you push me? Like, what made you push me to do that? And she's like, well, I saw myself in you. Like mm -hmm. you remind me a lot of me. And I was like, everyone needs someone like you in their life because right? you just said to me, like, why don't you play bigger? Like, this is amazing. You, what you started in such a short amount of time and you have a lot of really good connections in such a short amount of time. She's like, you have all these branches across Canada. Why don't you go on a tour? I'll go with you. <laughs> and I was like, what? She's like, yeah, let's do it. I'll go. And I was like, okay. And she just kind of nudged me. And then I was like I took the nudge because it doesn't take, I just could like, it was snowballing in my mind of what this could become. But before, before it was presented to me as an opportunity, it wasn't even on my radar. And so I was like, this would be freaking awesome. Be like a rock star going on tour. Right. <laughs> and so just started brainstorming people who might want to be involved and then where we would go. And then she's like, you got to come to Saskatoon. I haven't like done a big event. I haven't spoken at a big event in Saskatoon. 
you should come here. And I was like, Jess, we don't even have a branch in Saskatoon. And she's like, you'll get one by then. (laughs) And like, if you put it out into the universe, sure enough, we now have a branch in Saskatoon and Brita and Brianna who run the branch in Saskatoon are just lovely, beautiful souls. They're sisters. And again, we have a branch. We haven't had any in real life events yet because we, we haven't been able to, but, yeah. but we're ready. We're ready for the people when they come. And so it was actually just Tati who gave me a bit of a nudge. And then I just went into my zone. I can tend to get like OCD on my ideas sometimes. Yeah. And uh, Caitlin Bristow accepted and the rest is history. We're doing Vancouver, Kelowna, Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatoon, and Toronto. Wow. And, and that, now Dr. Jody Carrington's coming along yeah, and we've got I, all kinds of things happening. I saw that. Like what? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I love, because literally how this, how you're describing this tour happening is exactly living out what you are hoping is going to happen to the women attending any of the events ever that you have in these chapters where it's like you connect with somebody because of a certain reason and all of a sudden one nudge leads to another and all of a sudden you have a tour across Canada. Celebrating Simple Life the podcast is a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network which is supported by Sask Energy. A few summers ago, we were putting in a new fence in our backyard and made sure to contact Sask Energy first. Always plan ahead. Get a line locate for any digging projects this summer. If you are building a new deck or putting in a fence, it's absolutely free to have them come out and it will allow you to stay safe and save yourself the expense of hitting a potential underground utility line. Spend more time enjoying the summer sun and enjoying your yard. Visit clickbeforeyoudig.com to request your free line locate today. Like I, I think back sometimes and it seems surreal because I was at a women in wealth event. Jess Tatu was on stage with Jillian Harris. And exactly one week later, we were having an event with Jillian Harris, which was blowing my mind. And this is right pre-COVID, right before COVID ended. We had our last event ever was with Jill. And I saw Jess up on stage and I was like, she is amazing. Never, and now- we're friends. Like I just never, you just never know how things are going to turn out. Now we're going across Canada on a road trip. Here she is on tour. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I just, I love that. I mean, I, I couldn't, everything you've said about Jess is just so true. She is just the loveliest. And I've had the pleasure of um, having coffee with her a few times and just, and going into the spa, of course, here where I like always hope that she'll be there so I can say a quick hello when she's like, popped yeah. in. but Yeah. You know, like, I just, I think that for women to be able to lift each other like that and the concept of like women supporting women is sort of this like term that's kind of like becoming like an overused cliched term, but nonetheless, a actually the nudge that you were given to be able to have you be rise rather than, oh yeah, I'm going to go start something on my own, even though this was sort of an idea that you had, you know what I mean? Like, that's Mm -hmm. a bad example, but like something where she wanted you to lift. She wanted you to be yeah. to for be no, like it, it did nothing for her, but she like empowered me in such, yeah. that's why I just have nothing but beautiful things to say about that woman. Because I, I also think that when you recognize that you have the ability to do like, it's almost like a gift. And yeah. so seen that from Jillian Harris as well. And I've been lucky enough to be on the receiving end of that from Jill. And so now I always try. And I mean, 
I'm no Jillian Harris, but if I have the opportunity to help lift up someone who's starting, I always think of what Jill's done for me and what Jess has done for me and how can I pay it forward and do that for someone else? Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to be an absolute fireworks of a tour because like, first of all, like Caitlin Brit- Bristol, come on. Like she is just hysterical. <laughs> I was lucky enough to have, um, Caitlin's best friend, Cleo, who is just the loveliest. Um, she just has her hand in so many cool projects and she is just such a beautiful human on the podcast a little while oh, back. Nice. Um, And yeah, she was just so lovely and just had such a great energy about her. And she's just doing so many cool and unique projects. And then in talking about their wine and all the, like, come on, like, this is just such a fun pairing. Ah! (laughs) Cleo's coming on the tour, right? She's coming with Caitlin. Oh, fun. So yeah, yeah, she is just such a gem. I just think she's so wonderful. She's lovely. Um, so yeah, I just, it's just going to be such like just the energy alone, thinking about all of the, just the things that I know of them already. And then thinking that this is going to be in like a room of women who are all engaged and just wanting to show up and just be doing great things is just going to feel so good. And that we haven't been together for such a long time is also going to be like fire. I know. We're pretty excited about it as you should be. (laughs) Um, So what would you say in the way that you, um, how do you find like with your team as you have like these different branches and you're like running things where you are and trying to keep a handle on everything from a like bigger scope perspective, how do you find that you stay connected um with your team and with all of the people that are doing these things separately and I know obviously technology plays a huge part in all of our day-to-day lives as business owners and that kind of thing to stay connected but connection with them when they're sort of all in different parts of the country they have a similar um they're running similar events and stuff and have a similar thing that they're doing but every province kind of has their own unique like feel and culture and like different things that go on with it. I find at least. And absolutely, I think it would be an interesting dynamic to sort of feel like you're trying to like stay consistent with what you're doing, but also still kind of having that flexibility to allow those muscles to be flexed in each province or wherever you are um, in their own unique way. Right. So there's a few layers to that. It's how, how do we stay connected as a group? How do I keep the team connected? Um, technology, you're right. Technology does have a big part in that. We have like, you know how a lot of people, I don't know if your family lives all over or a lot of people I know have family chat on their phone, like with (laughs) their mom or their sister or whoever that might be. Uh, So we have a family chat for our directors, family chat. We call it, we have our sisterhood chat. We are all in like an ongoing, (laughs) the never ending group text. Uh, So we have our WhatsApp chat that if you're a director, you're in our, you're in our group chat. We have our private group on Facebook where we can ask each other questions. So if a new girl is coming in, they can say, okay, what do I have to do? But I'm, I'm having an event. I'm freaking out. What do I need to know? And then if I can't answer it, the other girls can, and we take care of each other. And every couple of months we get together and have a Sunday morning coffee on zoom. And we're using the technology that's connecting everyone else because it's, it's our only way to connect because we are so spread out all over and because of my time overseas, I've always had 
I've always known that. Like, that's how I stayed in touch with my parents. That's how my parents met my kids. Well, they came to see them, but that's how they maintained the relationship, right? So we're maintaining our relationship through these technology platforms that we have. And then I'm always trying to think like, okay, how can I connect us girls? Because I think it's so important. And um, I got together with Paris Jewelers because they had supported us for an event. And I was like, okay, I want to, I want to give back and I want to support them um, for helping us out. And so I talked to them and they created a necklace for just our, our girls. And I, so I worked with them and then I was able to gift all of the girls, our own sisterhood necklace. So all the girls and all the branches across Canada for Christmas got us, like it said, brave on one side and it said sisterhood on the other side. And so kind of like our friendship bracelet. And so that's how we're connecting our girls. So that's how we are kind of, we're doing our best to make sure that we support each other. And then as far as the events, I feel it's important that the girls who are running the branches feel passionate about what they're bringing to their people. And I don't have control over who knows whom in their city. So all the events are going to look different and you're not going to want to get behind an event that you don't believe in. So I have no, I don't want to say I have no say, but it's not up to me to decide what happens at the event in Halifax or Saskatoon or wherever it may be, because those women all have different connections in their city. And yes, it does look very different in Halifax than it does in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So um, we have our pink selfie walls that all of the branches have. So it's like, we're branded the same. We all have the same values. We have the same foundation, but the speaker might look different or the venue might look different, but the reason we're there is the same. Right. Oh, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort to, even for the things that are really good in our life. And I think that that's amazing that you've been able to just build that and keep that all together with a team that's just so vast across the country. So amazing. Okay. So I could talk to you for endless hours, um, about this, and this will not be the last time you're on the show because we're going to have to hear all about the tour. Absolutely. Um, before we wrap this up, I have a few speed questions that I need to ask you so that we get the real scoop on Lisa. Okay. Um, okay. What book are you currently reading or listening to? Good question. I am listening to The Professional Troublemaker. That is our book club. We have a book club too. Didn't mention that. That's our book club pick of the month. So I'm listening to that one and I'm reading A Moment of Lift by Melinda Gates, which was last month's book club that I didn't finish. (laughs) I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Oh, so good. Um, Are you a coffee drinker? And what is your coffee order? I absolutely am, which is, is this rapid fire? Can I tell a story? Oh no, please tell a story. I couldn't call them rapid fire. There's nothing rapid fire about it. Yeah. Okay. So there's a story that goes with that because my husband used to be a chronic coffee drinker. And then we moved to Europe and he was like, oh my God, espresso, give me all the espresso. He was like hopped up for years and I never drank coffee. The kids were babies. They didn't sleep. They were colicky. I was like a walking zombie. And he was like, have a cup of coffee. And I just thought, no, I don't actually want a cup of coffee. I don't like coffee. It tastes gross. I imported David's tea in my suitcase wherever we lived by like the hundreds of dollars worth, uh, but never coffee, only herbal tea. And then at like 35, maybe once my kids were sleeping through the night, I was living in Congo and a friend of ours who was French, the French are obsessed with Nespresso machines, by the way. Um, 
<laughs> she had imported her Nespresso machine to Congo. She was leaving. And I think they were moving to Houston. She's like, I'm not going to need this because the plugs are different. Do you want my Nespresso machine? And it was like a peace offering, like a gift, right? And I was like, well, I actually don't drink coffee. She's like, you should take it anyways. And so she gave me her Nespresso machine. And I was just like, oh, what am I going to do with this? And so I just started drinking out of boredom, basically, because I was living in the Congo. And then I found that it became this nice, like, ritual to just make a cup of coffee and drink in the morning, even though I was like, oh, I'll get some vanilla almond milk and put it in there. And so I, I didn't drink coffee until I was like 35. And now I am addicted to Nespresso machines. I will, when I was teaching, I had one in the filing cabinet of my desk. Cause I don't think you were actually supposed to have, and it was like some kind of OH and S thing that you couldn't have anything plugged in, in your classroom. Right. I hid an espresso machine in the bottom drawer of my filing cabinet. And uh, like, I am that obsessed because I didn't want to walk down to the staff. I have one in the staff room at one point. Like I was, I'm all kinds of crazy. So my coffee order you'd think was Starbucks, but I don't, I didn't have Starbucks for so long. And then I taught in my own neighborhood and there's no Starbucks in my neighborhood. So I'm a home home brew kind of girl. And my order is any kind of espresso. I buy by color because that's just who I am. Right. <laughs> Not by intensity. I'm like, I want the pink one. I want the blue oh, one. They're so cute. Yes. And then silk hazelnut creamer, you know, silk almond creamer, the little hazelnut one. Like I, we road tripped across Canada to, I'm from Thunder Bay, drove to see my parents last year, brought the Nespresso machine and my silk almond creamer with me for the road trip. So that was the long answer to that question. I absolutely love it. Hit Um, me with the next one. Right. Currently in where you're at in your life, what would you say the theme song of your life is? (laughs) Hmm. Don't stop believing. Oh, I love it. Don't stop believing. Oh God, stop, Lisa. (laughs) Don't stop believing, but please stop singing. (laughs) So good. Um, What is your favorite junk food? Chips and chocolate, both. Can I have two? You can, because I also- salty and the sweet. Can't do one. It's like both. And then it feeds off the other. And then you're like, okay, it's just a few more chips. Oh man, now I need something sweet. And it like never ends. I love chips. I also- I love chips, especially like if I'm going to have a glass of wine, I have to have chips. And, but after dinner, I always need a little square of like lint chocolate. It stays in the door of our fridge at all times. Me too. That is exactly, it's just so just good. A little, just a little something, something, you know, mm-hmm. you just need a little something. Actually, I saw, I was on a, I was on a spade and sparrows wine event a while back and they yes. did food pairings. Perfect. Right. And it was just like pairing it with these chips and pairing it with these like sour candies and all these things. I'm like, who knew? So good. Yeah. Um, okay. When was the last time that you really laughed and what were you laughing about? It's COVID. Why are we laughing? We're laughing at ourselves probably. Um, the last time I laughed, I would say, so we're publishing these books, her voice, and people can submit stories and every story is going to be written by a different woman. And my aunt submitted a story, um, on sisterhood, this particular book, think like chicken soup for the soul type thing. So this particular book that she submitted her story was on sisterhood. And she was telling this story that I was actually in. And so (laughs) it was about this trip that her and her sisters took to Europe. I was living in Europe at the time. So I joined them on this trip and it was like, just ridiculous. It was like 
mom's gone wild, aunt's gone wild. Like, do you know what I mean? They were like falling in pools and peeing their pants, but just like they got lost. I jumped off a train. It was just a freaking gong show. And so, the, oh, did you just lose? Oh, there, I just cut out for a second in my own ears anyway. Um, anyways, to hear this story like 15 years later that I hadn't really thought about and then to hear her perception of it and her perception of me in it was just, I had tears running down my face and, and Marcy, who's in charge of our book club, who was also editing these, she was like, are you okay with this story? Like what your aunt is saying and about you? I'm like, oh yeah, it's all good. <laughs> she's like, you know, Lisa, she's a little flighty or something. I'm like, well, it could be true. It's all good. Yes. You don't need to edit that out at all. I have full permission. This sounds like it could be expanded into a whole movie, like into a yeah. whole thing, right? Yeah. Oh my word. That is hilarious. Um, last but not least... Where is the place you are most looking forward to traveling when oh, I see I cut you off. I'm like, I'm ready to answer before you yeah, even go, done. go, go. <laughs> send me to Italy, send me to Italy with oh. the food and the wine and the people who talk with their hands, like the warm weather and the beach. Like, I just love Italy. I knew, I knew we were kindred spirits. Yeah. Right? 100%. That sounds so amazing. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was such a delight to hear your story. It was and, so fun. Right. So good. And I will tag your, uh, all your links in the show notes and the tour and all the things that people can find out where you are. Go follow her. This is like so much fun. And I'm just so grateful to have met you. Thanks for having me. And I will see you in Saskatoon. This show would not be possible without you, my incredible listeners. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to Celebrating Simple Life on Apple Podcasts or download and listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen. If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show. And if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to celebrating simple life.